I actually, uh, it was really funny. I stopped applying for tags. I literally did. I had to stop applying. I drew so many tags this year. I had to literally stop and just do did, points. Did you, just, you had to do points. I had to start doing really? points because I drew. I have, I have the dream season. You didn't plan. even just try to dump a strip tag in there. I know. I, I mean, I, I applied for. It's, a, it's. I guess the strips are one of the ones I'll, I'll talk about. Yeah, I, apply, I literally since I yeah. drew since I drew so many tags. And not, I'm not just going to buy points in a state like Arizona. Like I, I threw my hat in for the strip this okay, year. That because this year could be this year could be phenomenal. really good. So yeah, I didn't just buy points. I guess in, oh. in Arizona, I, but. I was uh, scared to draw anything because I do have a lot of points. So I wanted to, okay. if I'm going to draw, I will make an Arizona strip tag work in my and, schedule. And you always put, do you do the archery? Did you do the? No, no. Archery? Okay. No. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, I just started yeah, making yeah. sure I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. Because I know you, you know, you dabble. I dabble. Right? I dabble a lot, but no, I did, I did the rifle there. And I don't okay. look, I don't look to, you know, obviously draw, but if I drew a strip tag, no, that'd be phenomenal. That would yeah, add, it, it, knowing my luck this year, like I've already drawn a tag that, you know, is less than 5% odds. And drew another yeah, tag with f that, you know, I had the points in a way, but like still got pretty lucky and drew it. But like, that's just the power of, well, you know, my strategy and, and points and how I use Insider to research all this stuff. So, so I, just, I, I drew it with two points. Oh yeah. I remember that back in the day. So, so it's possible. Back in the day. So, it, I mean, that was you know, what, 14 or 15 now. So Do you, it, it is possible, but yeah. being that it could be a really good year, I don't know. I, I was talking to Jay the other day, and, you know, I think he kind of reserved himself. Mm -hmm. He's got some other things going on, but he was talking about, you know, maybe could go another year or so to see some, yeah. some, uh, some, some more population. I was, I was uh, talking addition to addition to the population a little bit. Yeah. I was talking to Jay the other day too. Yeah. Did you hear anything about this? Me, me talking uh, to well, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what you're telling him about. Yeah. I, I, I might've, uh, threw down on a coos hunt. Oh, nice. Yeah. Going back down to nice. old Mexico. Well, the, you couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to hunting. Um, hunting are you going to go with one of the camps or are you going to yeah, do, do, do yourself? Do, do yourself. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That there's, that's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Me, me, uh, Ryan Lampers and Brian Cole. Right oh, now. nice. Go down there. And well, the, and I mean, I, I, I mean, I know those guys, but I don't, you know, yeah. but I would say that, um, that would be, uh, that'd be a great camp and, you know, a lot of those camps sometimes they have everybody's chance of killing some of the biggest bucks that you know some of the the, the guided hunts do. So, yeah, and I'm excited because the last time I was down there was a I took a bow. Oh, the last time the I went old, to Mexico, oh, that's your that, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's that gotcha. big giant one. Yeah, Man, so I'm, I, I didn't I'm think about that. I'm excited to have a rifle. So this will be a second time I've hunting no, hunting with good. one of Jay's operations. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, they, they just wrapped up with turkeys, and he said it looks phenomenal down there. So I know. Mm. And I think darn, darn him, and and you know I know Kramer and the whole group yeah. is they're looking forward to a good season because apparently the the field conditions down there look amazing. Yeah, that's that's what I was super excited this year about all the desert opportunities because of rainfall and you know winter 100%. moisture we've got it's gonna be great. So driving in this, I, I was like I wouldn't say that everything is just lush green, but I was pretty surprised of just how how green it was at this that's time perfect. of year. So like it, it, I mean, it gets I me excited. Are you, are you close to uh, anything in Arizona this year, yourself? Or are you just kind of um, shooting I for the goods? A, a nine points for deer, and twenty six for sheep. Oh, so Cody. yeah. And there's, I mean, boy, did they add just a bunch of tags in the sheep thing? I don't know if that'll affect me or not. Um, uh -huh. You know, Brian and Jay put that report out that I've always really enjoyed, and mm -hmm. and um, so I use that pretty much to the best of my ability to kind of yeah. navigate through the. 
Yeah. What do you think if you drew a sheep tag? How, what would be your first? I, how, how would you react? I don't know. First of all, I, I, I don't have anybody, like anybody that's ever drawn a sheep tag, like is not in my like group of people that I normally hunt with. Yeah. And so I'm not even sure how I would react because <laughs> even the friends that are closest to me, they haven't even drawn a tag. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little hard to react to what would I do, but... Um, you know, I did just a couple places that that I've saw sheep for the first time, and you know, it's probably falls into the lore of of you know, um, out in the middle of nowhere, we were quail hunting and and just enjoying a day and look up on a mountain and go, well, what's that up there? And you know, pull out the binos and you're like, uh, that's not a deer. That's not a like you know. And where he was, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. I'm like, what's that standing up on that rock yeah. face? And uh, I can envision it as it happens, right? I mean, I can. it's like it was yesterday. And I can still see the angle and where he was. And um, I have been to that spot, you know, I can't even begin to count how many times. And it, I, there's not a time that goes by that I don't think about it, that I drive by that place or... Yeah, that's pretty and cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it was a full curl ram. You know, they were they were transplants. That you know, I mean, it was just kind of a cool deal. And mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's just that's kind of where it all. You know, I, I guess if you, you when you're a little kid driving around with your dad, but like at that, time, I think I was probably like fourteen or fifteen, and and you know, we were just out quail hunting and kicking around, and and just happened to look up on the mountain, man. Just I, I really hope you pull a tag. That with, I'll, I'm pulling for you. I, I hope so. I, I don't know that double backflips are in my, in, you know, in my physical prowess at the moment, but I, I mean, I, I might flop around a little bit. <laughs> I, get, do I don't it. even know what I would do. I do anything I can to show up on that hunt. Uh, you're glass. more than welcome. I, I will tell you, it will be a, it will be a fun deal. I can assure you of that. Well, let's 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 jump into it. So absolutely, yeah. As most know, I got the man, Cody Nelson. The optics, optics guru with yeah, me today. That's, that's what Jay calls me. Yeah, you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to optics and glassing and tips, techniques, tripods, whatever. And it's up. We're we're in the season. We are. This is this is the time of year when it gets me most excited. Pelted with awesome questions. Yeah. So that's why I want to go through a bunch of questions with you about okay. uh, like tripod purchasing. So yeah. What's let's just jump back. How important is a tripod? I'd rather forget my gun or my bow than a tripod and glass. Yeah. Period. Because it's... I mean, if it can't I, find them and I can't see them... Yeah, you can't kill them. No, I can stumble around like anybody else and, and, yeah. and go about that. But I think I, I think the most rewarding thing that happens is, is that when you help somebody out that that doesn't know really the, the ins and outs of using a tripod is in the texts that I get or the messages or emails just the the thanking for like, like almost like changing their whole outlook on hunting because they were able to see more game and more efficiently and their eyes weren't scratched i mean it's it, tripods are all about keeping the glass steady and, and minimizing eye fatigue right so when you were able to give that to somebody that they can enjoy time mm -hmm. and almost as if you just gave them value instead of them going like where they weren't seeing as much game yeah. and you gave them something, I think it, 
it does something to them. And they, they, I mean, people call every season just like, oh my God, I, you're right. You know, just, just the sheer steadiness. I just enjoyed it more. And, and I think when guys are, you know, like holding their glass at their, you know, it, I just don't, it's just not as comfortable. Yep. And I think guys are just prone to fidget around and, and, and give up or, you know, go walk around and... Yeah, kick back and relax, yeah. and they're not really focused on the task at hand, I which mean, is finding animals. I think it just goes back to the, to, to what I've always kind of, you know, thought as the, the, the pillars of, of glassing. This is, you know, buy the best glass you can afford, put it on a tripod, and, and slow down and be methodical. When you, yeah. when you can do those three things... I mean, the, the the real truth of it is, is that the the buying the good glass that that just means buying the best glass you can afford. That doesn't mean, you know, if you're a five hundred dollar binocular guy that you have to spend two more thousand to get that. That's not what it means. It just buys but best of the best you can afford at the time mm-hmm. and and put it on a tripod. If you'll do those two things, and just simply and and walk around terrain and and be methodical about it and think about it. Um, I, I, I exponentially, I think it creates more opportunity for a guy. Yeah, yeah. Once, once you finally mount a pair of binos on a tripod and look through that for the first time and, and try to glass animals, like you said, it's it's like life changing. Well, it's what it opens up the doors. Well, you you just it's I get happy to see other people get so much reward out of it, and and guys that were frustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that would say, oh, well, you know, I've been to this spot or that spot. And, and you know, you're thinking to yourself, man, they should be seeing like, you know, X number of tier a day. And, and, and you not, know, then, yeah. then you go back with them or you help them out or, you, you know, you, you take somebody out that's never done that before. And you go, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, do this. And you sit them down and, and they're just, they're mesmerized by how much they're seeing. What do you think about this statement right now? Do you think a tripod can make mediocre glass seem better? One hundred percent, it can. Again, it's about it's 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 literally about minimizing eye fatigue. Yes. And so if 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 you if you can take middle of the road glass and you can quiet it down and you can get the most um, uh, precise focus out of that glass, one hundred percent, I think it's going to yeah. help you. So I think that's, that's like, like a decent consideration. Like, like you said before, buy the best glass you can afford. Well, if, you, if your best glass right. you can afford is that middle of the road, don't feel like you're, you know, not as going to be as effective. You throw that thing <clears> on a tripod, it can train change the game for you. Well, well I think it's sometimes guys will ask a question of, okay, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then and, and, and there's some situations or scenarios that you kind of listen. You're like, that doesn't really I'm like. Well, wait a minute. I'm like, have you ever glassed behind a tripod? Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, is you've got pretty decent glass, and if you're telling me that you can't afford, like the next most in any tripod is better than no tripod, yeah. in my opinion. But then, you know, the, the and we'll get into that kind of stuff deeper. But but the fact of it is, is that if you put that on a tripod, and you give your eyes an opportunity to to see each you know individual mm-hmm. view. I, I think people see things that they just didn't know were there. I mean, I, yeah. I have been, you know, I, I don't know how many times, I'm, I'm sure people have done this a ton, but I have been sitting at a at a glassing knob or hill or whatever you want to call it, and you're there before light, 
and you're glassing off in the distance and you watch a truck roll up and everybody piles out of the truck and they they you know they either go up to a glass spot but they they they're just hand holding and they're you know they're doing these and they might sit down and get behind it for a little while and i think the interesting thing is sometimes that you know because we've been sitting there since dark or you know whatever you end up seeing deer yeah and the funnier part is is those deer are actually closer to the people that are glassing uh, you know where they're at than they are to us and they i mean it's like they're like oh hey and they yeah it's like they're done and they're like gone i'm like well okay there's a pocket of deer that's not you know being mm-hmm. pushed around and, and and the deer you know you watch the deer just lay down and you know so i think sometimes it you know it's when those deer lay down and and I, and, and I talk a lot about coos deer and i know you talk about mule deer but you know i mean i've seen mule deer do some pretty sneaky stuff too so oh yeah um it's not like i mean but i've literally seen a, a coos buck or um you know a doe or you know whatever i've seen them just literally freeze and and drop down and just mm-hmm. bed up and they, they just don't move Yep. so we're talking we're talking about uh you know tripods what we're we looking at like just give me a rough idea of a range of prices we're looking at when it comes to tripods like what's you know what's a typical tripod cost um, bare, bare bones I, tripod. I would tell you that if you're trying to get into what i would call a good solid quality i think when you spend somewhere between 300 and 50 bucks and 400 bucks somewhere in there you're gonna you're gonna get a pretty good quality system mm-hmm. um but you know like you can buy like a Suray t uh dash 004 sk with a va5 head one of my favorites it's 189 bucks yeah so and again like that head is you know a good quality head and quite frankly the tripod like people are like, oh, you mean the tripod's only X amount? Well, that must be a crappy tripod. I'm like, well, it, it's, yeah, it's not the best of the best, but it's a good tripod. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, I've glassed off it before and it, it, yes, is it the ultimate? And for what I like and what I prefer, I mean, yeah, it might be a little bit on the light side, but it's still a good glassing tripod, if, and especially if you don't have anything else. Yeah, so I was going to say, if you don't have one, anything <laughs> I mean, is better again, than nothing. any tripod's better than no tripod. Yeah, and that, that's where I, I want to jump in right so, now. To- but to, 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 to <laughs> look, you can spend, I mean, you can, you can spend an obscene amount of money. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, between bino adapters and hookups, that's kind of another segment. But yeah, which I might get into you know, here. The tripod and head. If you can, if you can get into that four or five, you know, and then be in that six range, you've got a good quality piece that should last you a long time, and 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 should should keep your glass you know smooth and steady. Yeah, and what, what I really like too is like we have options. We sell a lot of options of tripods at the government shop. I don't even know what the number might be. Do you know off the top um, of your head what it is? You know, I should know this better, but I think we, well, we have one brand we're waiting on, but we're at like 10 brands. And I mean, there is, I don't know, the, the, we have to wheel them in on a, on a, on a wagon, like a big yeah. cart to wheel them all in. Yeah, people are going to so. see us wheeling, wheeling the wagon tomorrow. It's like it's yeah. pretty it's pretty funny, like how many tripods we um, have. But yeah, it's it's a lot, and um, you know, I mean, just Sue Ray. There's five, six, or seven. There's um, 
slick one two three i mean there's like seven or eight just in the just in the in the in the uh in the cf series so yeah um and then there's you know the al series which is another three or four or three and then 700 i mean so right there i've just named basically that's almost 20 tri- different tripods yeah i mean it, you know it, it adds up really quick and but yeah yeah we have a lot of options a lot of different price points yep. and uh help you guys out too so if you use promo code podcast and you sign up for you know insider Absolutely. which is our entire research suite of tools you're going to get uh 50 bucks back to the going gear shop so that's a great thing we're talking about right now we're talking about gear obviously and so that reward you know using promo code podcast get you 50 points back one point equals one dollar you can use that on a tripod purchase and uh 100%. you know we're we're also gonna you know like tripods are useful for finding animals when you're out scouting it's scouting season, so you're definitely going to want to utilize yep. a you know Go Hunt Maps subscription right now to uh, you know put your best foot forward. Well, I mean, you can shoot off them. You can you can shoot off them. You can do anything. Yeah. yeah you so can, you can put your camera on them. You can you can shoot the kids' videos. You know, at yep. soccer games or baseball game or whatever. You can do it all. Yep. And that's the nice thing too about about Insider. You know, we have something for everyone. Yeah. On our research platform, we have something for everyone in the gear shop. We have something for everyone when it comes to, you know, maps, written content, videos. There's everything out there for you to uh, have your best season ever. And that's why, you know, like we're talking about tripods right now, it's they're a game changer. Like, I can't remember the first time. I wish I could. The first time I put optics on a tripod. Like, I really want to know what that feeling was like. That That's like aha moment, you know. Like, you know, it must I, be just amazing. I, I remember... My dad had like a, um, almost like a surveyor's oh, one of those tripod, like, like a big, like a center drive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, and that was just used like when we were at the range or something. And, um, I remember the first time I took that out and I put the first binocular that I ever like had a bracket for and something to mount on would have been a um, a 10 by 50, yeah, it would have been a 10 by 50 custom. <laughs> that, that I mean, there was actually an L bracket that went into the center, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and uh, that was the first time I really, like, understood, like, the benefit. Mm-hmm. I, I had tried different things with uh, smaller binoculars and surgical tubing and tried to put them on, Yep. You know, um, uh, you know, just, I mean, like that tripod, but like, I just remember distinctly and my dad had kind of painted it like this, you know, used that flage paint or whatever. Oh yeah. Some like duck and, browns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever it was. And, and, uh, I mean, it was just an atrocious tripod, but you know what? It worked. Yeah. It was ridiculously heavy. And, you know, we were glassing in some of the places that we would go scout or whatever, you could glass from the truck and whatever. So, I mean, it worked for doing what it was doing. But, I mean, you know, I didn't know. I, I mean, I was learning the craft, right? I mean, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, it felt good. And I've seen stuff, so mm-hmm. it couldn't be all that bad. Yeah. And then I, I, what did I do after that? After, and then I was like, okay, this is too big. I need to f- switch to something else. And, and I really wasn't like fully tripod or binocular tripod yet um because i i got um i got i was using my dad's uh balshan lom elite and i want to say it was 16 to 48 if i remember right 
by you know 60 whatever it was and uh, I, I still have it um, as a matter of fact you know unfortunately when my dad passed away that was one of the items that a, a friend of his had and I was able to get it back and 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 he's like do you want this I'm like well if you know if you're gonna use it like hey you keep it but and I'm like it's more sentimental to me than anything and mm-hmm. uh, I, I just remember that um, I used to I got a Coleman you, you know what Coleman is like C-U-L-L-M-A-N. It's like German. Hmm. Maybe it's K. I can't remember. <laughs> but but it's like a one-pound tripod. Huh. And it's it, it's like all plasticky hinges. Maybe. I think and, I know what you're talking about now, yeah. The, like where the, where, the, where, <laughs> where the legs articulate. It, it doesn't have... Um, how do I say this? It, it doesn't have teeth or sears. It has like a ha- like a little dome like housing on all on the trundle and that's how far the legs come out that's it mm. so it's it's a one pound tripod but it you know you you can't stand it up because it's it's horribly yeah just not, not meant like for it. brutal yep. but it it worked mm-hmm. and so right then like i started to learn like at, right right off the bat that that was a heavy tripod versus an ultralight tripod and obviously I love carrying it, but like when, when you were trying to keep the glass steady, it was like, why are these things vibrating so much? And it's just, yeah, it, you, it, that was the burning like times where you're like, okay, how do I do this? Yeah. yeah. Those, you mo- know? those moments back in the day where you look back yep. on like, oh, so let's say, uh, let's say I'm looking to buy a tripod. Okay. There's a lot of considerations of what mm-hmm. I need to be looking at for a tripod. Obviously we got materials. You know, but what if you I'm got, looking for two two materials? Two, pretty much, you got you got carbon fiber, and you have you have uh, uh, aluminum. We don't, have any, so, we don't have any titanium tripods yet in the world. Well, I, not that I know of, but there's I'm sure some working that'd on something. That'd be a pretty but, expensive tripod, but so yeah, I mean, it, you know, carbon. You know, some people like aluminum tripods because they're lesser, more inexpensive. Um, they tend to be heavier. Um, they tend to make noise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it really kind of depends on on what it is. But um, a lot of aluminum tripods, and then you know, a lot of them are flip locks yep. versus twist locks. Some guys like that option. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's some guys uh, aluminum makes their hands cold even with gloves. So a lot of guys don't, they, you know, they don't. Maybe they don't have rubber grips on them or anything. But mm-hmm. um, so a lot of guys have you know gone to the um, uh, the carbon fiber way and lighter weight. Um, I think carbon fiber, certainly the more higher quality carbon fibers, um, which, you know, generally speaking means more expensive, but, um, they, they, um, you know, it, they'll dampen the, the, yeah, the vibrations really well. Um, but they're, they're easy to handhold and, 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 you know, carry or, you know, put your hands on just because they, they, the, the cold doesn't, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, transfer to that so that that's always kind of a nice thing and, and mostly typically they're they're pretty quiet yeah and then with the twist locks on them twist locks are kind of self-preventing uh self-kind of self well, because the they're either closed or yeah. when you're moving them or they're shut right so yeah, they're not gonna get dust they don't get a whole bunch of dust you know where they shouldn't and i'm not saying it doesn't ever happen but oh yeah yeah it, they're, they're more they're kind of preventing themselves from getting dirty and, mm-hmm. and cruddy and let's be really honest too Carbon fiber just looks pretty badass. 
Well, on a, on a I, nice, I mean, clean it looks, tripod. Yeah, it looks professional. Look it good, looks, you hunt good. You know, <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about when you're out yeah, there. And you so. feel good. And you feel um, good. Yeah, it 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 one hundred percent is um, carbon fibers. I, I just it, I just the the word precise or you know professional always comes to mind. Yeah. So once once we figure out carbon versus aluminum, like probably the next question to be is like. What height tripod do I need? I, how I do you how do I, you how do we work through that? If, if I had one, if I if somebody said you know, bet you a paycheck, what the you know what the number one question is, I think people do you think people overthink this too. Well, I think that they get in. I, okay, so look, I'm always against standing up if I can avoid it. Okay, yeah, standing up and glassing. In general, I, the farther skyline you yourself. Well, Everything. All the be okay. Yeah. So, so the higher you go from the ground, the more unstable your optics become. Yeah, more now, more inclined for wind. I'm five six, you're six six, right? Yeah, I'm a giant human. Okay, so I get it. Some guys have back issues, back whatever, all the the above. If you have to have a tripod, um, most people say, "Hey, I'm you know like if you call me like, hey, I'm six six and I'm looking for a tripod." Well. Most tripods, we have to go way on the bigger side to get them to stand that that yeah. height. So, and I know it, it's I, I you know I I I can't I don't give guys that hard of a time, but I tell people like, so let me ask you like, why are you standing? Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes I know it's because of the train. That's the obvious. Yeah. Typically, but then other guys I, I i maybe they have an injury maybe their their back gets sore from they can't sit long maybe their hips go, it doesn't matter but they want the ability to stand so that means that you're you're typically going to carry a bigger heavier tripod to accommodate that yeah. unless you're like me because even some get, of the shortest tripods i can stand behind yeah do you think it's the mentality that they just want to buy once cry once so they want like a do it quote unquote do it all setup i think there's that then I, 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 there, yes, there is a lot of that mentality. Um, I think guys, I think guys wind up, end up like basically going middle of the road, you know, weight and, and they go for stability sometimes over just, you know, 100% weight and space. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I, I guess if you look in my garage and, you know, where all my tripods are, that's probably why I have so many of them is because I've obviously kept the ones that I use over the years and, yeah. and, you know, I have kids and the whole thing. And so, um, I, I would tell you that, um, standing, I just try to avoid it. Yep. And I think you touched on something again, if you're packing in somewhere and you're trying to sneak into a Canyon or whatever, Excuse me. I don't understand the propensity to want to stand up and walking around and just no. You're all you're doing is telegraphing yourself mm -hmm. to everybody and anything that can hear, listen, the leg clanks on a rock or or whatever. Yeah. I just think that you're adding to the reason why maybe you might not be seeing deer that are closer to you or whatever. And let's, and, be, and let's be honest, standing is not as comfortable as sitting down. You're not going to probably glass well, as long. I mean, you know, I mean, look, for some guys, they'll tell you. But again, I think I think there's terrain and I'm not saying there's never a time. Yeah. But if you said, Cody, we're going to jump out of the truck and we're going to power glass this real quick. I'd probably stand, too. Yeah, that's a. am not again. I'm not 
saying there's not moments, but I mean, but in general, like I know guys that just get out of the truck and they'll hike and then they'll literally go to a knob and they'll stand and walk around the knob all day. Well, I just would say, well, why can't we just get off the edge a little bit, be quiet, you know? Yeah. Um, because again, I always talk about coos deer hunting and, and I think about those deer that you sneak in on and you, let's just say you're under 300 yards from them. They own you. Yeah, they really do. And you want to stand up and walk around. Those deer will stay bedded. That they didn't get big and whatever for you know for mm. do you know by being stupid. Yeah. So basically, what you're doing is you're asking them their use case, and if they explain they want something that they can stand with, you're still asking them again. Well, what's your real use case? How yeah, often are I'm, you really going to stand? Because it is something to consider. Like you don't really need to have a tripod, in my opinion, and as we're, I think we're very similar. That allows you to stand up all the time. Yes, there's that use case where if you maybe you want two, you want a backpacking setup one, and then you might want one that's well, a big, big, heavy aluminum one to do some truck glassing or glassing from your and ATV. And that's what I'm getting to is, is that like I think guys wind up realizing that they have multi-use. Yeah. And that's why like the, the use of Arca Swiss plates and everything has become so important because they can have two or three heads. They could have a window mount. Mm -hmm. They could have a, a lightweight backpacker in their pack and they have a, a truck deal. Yep. I don't go anywhere. I would say the minimum that I have in my pack or in my truck at any given time, I'll bet there's typically three tripods. Yeah. So for, for a guy like me, let's say I called you up and say, I want a tripod for truck glassing. How would you, how would I go about determining what well, height? First thing I was just, you know, how tall like, are you? Yeah. So if six, you six, say five. if you say six five, right? I, I'm gonna ask you then. Well, you know, actually, to your eyes, is probably more like six three. Mm -hmm. And then basically, what I'm gonna do is start thinking of the tripods that reach, you know, a certain height. And I'm gonna add. You know, we got to put a head on it. Yep. And so then, and then you know we got. And then you're gonna have a bino adapter or your spot. Your your spotter is gonna be on there. And so then you start have to ask a question. They say you say well. Are you you're glassing through binos? Yeah, binos and spotter are a big okay, difference. Because that's a that's a big difference. In, and if you say straight binos, I mean binos and then straight spotter, you know that they're always going to be at the max, yeah. right? But then the, it gets interesting because some guys use angles, mm -hmm. and so you, you can have the tripod much lower because your head's going to go down. And so you just have to walk them through all these questions. Yeah. And you wind up at, and normally I build from the ground up. So, okay, the tripod goes to, you know, 66 inches and then, um, and then the, the, the head goes to another three and a half inches. So, so now, you know, you're at what, at, at uh, 369 and a half. And then, um, and then we're going to put a bino adapter and depending on whose bino adapter you're using, are you using, you know, a sport bino adapter, you know, from Vortex that may only be, you know, uh, what, two and two and a half inches tall yeah. to where you might use like one of the taller, you know, outdoorsman's or, you know, you might use uh, the new one from a uh, loophole, super tall. Yeah. Or uh, even like a little Asiac <clears throat> that goes around the bell. It's going to be super short. Or, yeah. Or the, exactly. So everything you're doing is determining the height that I'm, I'm racking up in my brain and getting yep. you to where that height is. So for example, let's use me right now mm -hmm. and do some calculations for people. So I'm six foot five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 12. Really, you're six foot three because you're. Yep. So you want to do six I mean, foot. Basically, from yep, the but, top but, but of your that, that's what we should so, be discussed. Like, yeah, I'm six. Yep. 
Six foot five. Okay. So six foot exactly is 72. So you want me to go two inches over that. So 70, yep. se- basically 74 inches. Yep. And then you start adding all this stuff on top. So that'd be like my eye level. Exactly. Because I'm going, yeah, six foot five, six foot so two. So in your case, you, you could also work it down, right? So you, measure, you, you say, basically measure from your you eyes say, down. You say, so, so six three. So I got my binos that's going to you know be in there a couple inches. Yep. And then you're going to have your bino adapter. And then you're going to have your head. And you could start you know taking those things down. Yep. So you basically start adding up all those other accessories Correct. as well on top of that to determine your tripod height. 100%. Okay, yeah. Because that's... That's something I've, whoops, I just fell my, almost fell off my well, chair. And I, and I think guys, I, and look, I mean, I, we, I spend a lot of time helping guys and, and I think that guys sometimes make it more difficult than it is, but mm-hmm. there are, there's a ton of different parts out there. There's a, a ton of different bino adapters in, like you were saying, like you have an Asiac that, that sits you right on top of the head, or you have like the loophole that, you know, it's almost four inches. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, those things all count. Yep, they all they all be added they up. They all count, and so um, you just wind up doing whatever you have to do to 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 work a guy into the right size. So it's pretty easy. It's just a little bit. Yeah, of math, I mean, math you just have here. to kind of think about it, and and yep. as long as we know the 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 extended height of a tripod, you know, that's where you typically work off, you know, from. Mm-hmm. And would you, if someone's looking like, you know, I want an ultimate truck glassing tripod setup. Are you going to include the center column going up, or are you going to try to find something um, maybe taller than the legs so you don't have to use that center column? You know, that's always an interesting because a lot of the times around a truck, if if you're for length of time, typically people are looking for stability when they're around the trucks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're using like a stool or a bucket or, you know, I mean, I know guys that have, you know, hauled buckets into a, a glassing deal so that it was always... You know, maybe or maybe not that bucket was stayed there for the season, yeah. but um, but I've seen guys do that kind of stuff. But you know, whatever it is, I, I think that if you're at a sitting position or, or you know on the ground, you know into the mountain to where you can use the height of the mountain to kind of keep the tripod short, um, I think anything you can do to lessen the height is fine. Yeah, and um, I, again, I, I just think that. If I was going to use a, a, a glassing, or I mean, a, a, a truck glass, a truck tripod, I would typically lean myself to bigger, heavier, taller, mm-hmm. because I, I want the ability to keep it as short as possible while still standing and or sitting on, you know, like a stool or whatever. Yeah. So I think that when you do that and you take care and you figure that out. I think you make for a pretty comfortable day of, of glassing, especially, you know, the long range side of things. Yeah, I've even done it before. You talked <clears> about like glassing from the truck in different weird positions. Like sometimes like I didn't want to use a window mount. And what I'll literally do is get my, my big tripod out, open a door, because I want cause yep. it's maybe a little bit windy and so the door's gonna help block some of the wind. So I'll literally right. put my tall tripod up right next yep. to my door, lift it all the way up. So I'm sitting in my truck on the seat, but still using a tripod to glass well, outside I mean, my truck. I think what you just have to think of is, is I think when you're, you know, I, you know, I always think about like Tony Grimmett and his son Eli when they're, you know, we've I've had a lot of conversations with them about how they do things, and I've seen some of their their posts and whatever, and 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 those are guys that have kind of mastered their trade, right? I mean, their their thing is 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 pronghorn, and yeah, and 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 
And if you just watch pictures and, you know, they'll use sandbags and they'll do all kinds of inventive little stuff. And I think that it, it's almost like you got to think to yourself, like I'm shooting off a bench. And obviously you want things to be still and quiet and, and not moving. And, and the more you do that, it, you know, whether you're digiscoping or whether you're glassing, it just makes for better everything. Mm-hmm. And so I just always think when I'm around the truck, I just want bigger and heavier and I, I want, you know, smaller and I shouldn't say smaller, but just I like to keep the thing, the legs shorter and, and stiffer and and just so that I can control the, you know, the the optics as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Let's go on the other side of the spectrum now. Let's say I'm, I'm asking, calling you on the phone, saying I want a ultimate lightweight backpacking setup. So what, what are the com- it, maybe some common it, questions people ask and how would you point so in the right direction? I, I would tell you that that most people that are going... The first question that is probably I'll get is, okay, I want lightweight and 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 I want you know compact. Yeah. And then they say I want to stand, mm. and I'm like, and but they don't want their glass to shake because they're using you know, yeah they want they want it all. Above. Okay, yeah. so so you're you're kind of asking those quantifying questions, right? And then and so some I'm like, okay, you can't have it all. Yep. And so I think most of the backpackers and the and, and that that client that calls in those guys are are realizing that hey look i'm not i'm I'm not buying this tripod so i can stand up with it every day and you're buying that tripod because it's it's got a small you know pack footprint right so it doesn't take up a lot of room you know that's Um, an important thing to like i'll I'll never forget the the first time i don't know that i kind of distinctly remember selling like to a, a a guide backpack hunter a sheep hunter in in alaska is when I sold him a tripod, I explained to him that you're getting the same height of that tripod of this, but it's actually shorter when it's in this compacted form. And like instantly, he was like, oh, I can fit more of this. And it was food. Yeah. It was food. And I can't remember, he was talking about maybe a pro pack or he was you know, talking about something. And you know, he was like, oh, I, because you just gave me like four inches of space. Like I can put extra food yeah, in so there. This is his last bulk. And so... In, in his mind, like he wants the tripod, he wants the best stability he can get for that short tripod, but he's also weighing like, okay, what's the footprint? So like if you take these two tripods here, you can obviously see that there's different circumferences. Yeah, and this is when it's good to jump over to YouTube and right? check out our video portion yeah, of the podcast. I mean, we have two tripods but, sitting in front of us. But that's the thing is, is you have, you have, to, I can, I can't put my hand around this one, but I can, I can pretty much put it around this one. Yep. And that footprint's in your pack now. Yep. And so right in front of us, we have a Tricer and we have an Asiac tripod. Yeah. Which will break down the Asiac at another, yep. uh, in other. So we have, we have two of them right now that are drastically different. You can see, like you're saying, yep. like one is both lightweight. Giant. One is, but very one's small. built for standing. One's built for, for compact and, and sitting down. Yep. And um and they they do a fantastic fantastic job of doing both of those, but I, I think that's the, um the, it's just the it's it, there's just a compromise and no matter what you do, mm-hmm. and so when guys ask me well Cody what, you know what's your go to tripod and I will tell you that it's typically like a, a slick eight thirty four in a VA five head. Mm-hmm. What's, the, reason, like, what's well, the reasoning behind that? You know that's like you know. Four and a half, and I'm like, yeah, I get, I get it. It is. It's four and a half pounds, but I'm also using. I could be using anything from a BTX 115 to a set of 15s 
to uh, you know an ATX ninety five or eighty five, depending on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I just always want this. I literally my pet peeve is I don't like getting somewhere and putting glass down and then realizing that the wind's blowing and I'm constantly having yeah, that's that movement. that's that sacrifice that I, you're I talking just, about earlier. I just I, I just try to carry a tripod now. I know that if you were going to Alaska and doing a sheep hunt, that's all you're it, it, it's it, it's about getting the things that work for your specific needs. It's a, it's a big balance so, too. Like if, if you want to go really ultra lightweight on a setup and let's say you're trying to go really lightweight spotter and you're willing to, you know, sacrifice all that stuff absolutely. to cut weight, but then you realize you're also going to sacrifice some little bit of long distance glassing and if you're okay with that right. sure that's going to work for your setup because again it's whatever your and, and you can add style. weight and do all that stuff yeah, you can make it a little more stable 100 percent. and, and i i would just say that that um you know when you're when you're using compact tripods um i, I think you just have to know that you're you're giving up a little but mm-hmm. you are gaining in in that footprint and pack weight and yep. so if uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just guys have got to make that decision for themselves. Um, I've always thought that if I was going to tell you that what I thought was appropriate and what I felt was like a good weight for me personally, like I would tell you that 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 about a three pound tripod is is right about perfect. And anything underneath that, you're starting to. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that you're really starting to fight the elements and. You know, and 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 God forbid if you have a lightweight tripod, and then you have eye cups, eye you know, uh, 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 dust covers, you know, spuds, and everything else hanging off your optics because that stuff's going to sit there and blow. Yeah, it's going to and it's going to move your optics. And I think I think the truth of it is is that that you can avoid that. Yeah. Well, when you're looking at like tripod specs, so if you we did a big podcast last time you're here. A few people want to reference that. That's episode 67. It's called The Glassing Guru. That was one where we kind of broke down pros and yep. cons of twist locks, flip locks, um, you know, ball head, fluid head, that sort of thing. So we're not really going to get into that one or that sort of discussion right mm-hmm. now, but there's something we, d- we didn't talk about before, which I want to talk about now. What kind of does like load capacity mean on, on like tripods? Like, well, I, I, what is I, that referencing? I, I would typically <laughs> tell you that the thing that people – First of all, there's a lot of different tripods and they use a lot of different numbers. And I would just tell you from experience that um, I think there's sometimes some of these uh, specs are are vastly under. Like, for example, like a VA5 head at 6.6 pounds. Well, I know that it's weight limit is more than that. Yeah, I put the 115 are, in BTX on yeah, there all the time. And, 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 and okay, that's a great example. It's not my favorite on the VA5 head, but it works. It works, yeah. Right? So I can control that pretty good, and, and it does all right. But maybe the BTX95 is what I would consider perfect for the VA5 head. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's literally... Um, you know that's six pounds that 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 stays within that deal, but um, I also know guys that have used Koas off of that. You know the problem, yeah. the, the the Highlanders. Huh. So I, I I just think that you know you have to think about what you're what you're doing, and it's got to be somewhat in relation. If if you have, I, I would tell you that if you have like fifteens, 
a 65 millimeter spotter, probably up to like the 80 mil and below. You know, when you're in that four, three and a half, three pound, you're probably going to do okay. Yeah. But as soon as you go, in my opinion, as soon as you go below three pounds, I just think that you start to, to, you know, you're, you're compromising a little much at that point. Just again, my opinion. Yeah. And, and it, it's not to say somebody else isn't right or wrong or whatever. It's just my personal uses is I would always lean on just a little bit more stable tripod. So you think that's something that people should then kind of consider, like you want to build an ultralight setup. You're going crazy, super far in the mountains for a, whatever deer hunt and elk hunt, whatever it may be. And you, you're going to lean on optics to help you find it, or a sheep hunt. So you would probably say right now that you would, uh, instead of going super ultra light, you might sacrifice a little bit of weight there to have a little more stable platform right. because you're going to be relying so much on your optics and you don't want to have something that's going to rock around and uh, yeah, you know, I, vibrate on you. And But I would also match the, I would match the, um, I would match the optic. I mean, for example, let's say we were using just like a, a 10 or 12 NL pier mm -hmm. and an STC or ATC. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I can get away with I can get away with having a little bit lighter tripod yep. because you're you're matching your it to the optics, optics are, like you said. Yep, you're kind of matching. You're, you're kind of going with the flow and matching on that deal. And and yeah, I mean, if I had a five pound tripod, sure, it'd keep it more steady. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's there's a little bit of a compromise, and you're kind of figuring out where that threshold is. Yeah. Hmm. Is there is there any other ways to uh, or like no, let's jump let's jump back to something. What's another like really big question you get when people call you up asking about tripods? Um, you know, I, 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 I would tell you that the, the, the height is the biggest. Yeah, people always ask about um, that. I, I would then tell you that, that the next biggest thing is, is we're, and we're kind of covering it, that really the next biggest question is, is that, hey, I want something really lightweight and compact. And so when I ask him that question, I go, okay, well, tell me what you're, tell me what you're doing and tell me what you're using. And mm -hmm. we qualify and quantify right then and there as to, okay, what, what tripods do I think are going to work for those scenarios? And so, um, I mean, really quite frankly, that's, those are the two biggest questions I get. Height um, and trying to save as much weight as possible. Height, weight and compact, you know, that footprint. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's your opinion on uh, it's going to get on a side <laughs> side note here, but well, what, have we have we never not gotten sideways? Or, yeah, you know, what, or or on a tangent. So obviously a tripod's the best. Would you ever sacrifice anything to carry like a little monopod? What's you know, thoughts? monopods um, have you know they've been around for a long time. Um, walking sticks, um, I still use, and and it's still one of my favorite pieces because. Of, the, of I have so many things that work on it. Um, I still use a, a I, I believe the name of the company. I don't even know if they're still in existence. Haven't seen them in a while, but it's on tracks. Hmm, I don't know if I've heard of it. So it is a um, it's a walking stick that's got like a telescoping, you know, extension to it. Mm -hmm. That's got almost like the little, you know, you push the you know the oh, the, yeah. the snap feature and you twist it and you you know go to the height and twist it mm -hmm. out. Um, I've had one of those now for gotta be 25 years. And so I like walking with a walking stick. I normally have a shooting fork on it. Mm. Um, 
I don't like monopods for me. Yeah, would you would you ever glass <laughs> off one? Um, if that's what if if that's what I had, I should have you still I'm use not it. It's better, saying than, you it's better can't. than nothing. But I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying for me, the reason that I don't like them is is because I can't I can't glass come off grab a digit like you're yeah. you're just you're. And again, it depends on the distance. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got an elk standing there at 300 yards, you, it's kind of hard not to miss them. So you can put stuff on whatever. Right. And 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 I know that there's camera guys out there going, you know, I could use a monopod all day. Yeah. Look, if that's what if that's what you know floats your boat, I think you should do it. But but I just there's enough negatives to me. Yeah. Now again, if you're just out for a stroll for the day. And you're gonna stop every you know deal and throw your binos up on top of it. I get it, mm-hmm. but I don't. I I I I personally would rather carry the tripod. Sorry, yeah. it's yeah. just I, I I want the stability as much as I possibly can, and monopods don't do it for me. And I, I'm not saying that doesn't work for somebody. I know there's somebody be like, oh, you know, I that's fine, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm with you. But I, 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 I will use, I, I, I do use trekking poles, but I, there's just times that I go back to using that staff because I've got a rubber foot for it or it's got a spike. Um, you know, it's got a foam handle to it. And I don't know, it just works. Hmm. I mean, I've had to. I don't know, pop a couple snakes in my day, you know, with the, the top of it. Yep. So what, what do you think your, uh, what's your best tip for uh, utilizing a tripod to help spot more animals? Like, obviously we talk about, you know, mounting binos on a tripod, but like, how would, how would you use a tripod? Like, what's your glassing strategy, how you grid or anything like that? I just like, like getting in a comfortable sit down position. Are you talking, what are you, a more stool or are you a glassing um, pad? Or depends around the truck stool in the field. Just I, I, I'll, I'll just a, a little pad and sit down. So so comfort's I, a big I, thing. I love getting to where I've got like a forty-five degree angle, and you know if you can find like a deer bed or you can find where something's laid down or yeah, you know just a little something a depression, you know, and you, you might have to put your front leg a little bit deeper. You know, put your, your your side legs so they come out. I there's just nothing like when you feel it and you get it right and it's solid and you start glassing. I feel like I could sit there for days. Mm-hmm. And so that's I I just like getting in those places where I can use the 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 tripod and match it kind of to the terrain. The terrain, yep. But being comfortable though, if you're comfortable, you're going to be able to glass longer. If you're glassing longer, you're going to find one, more animals. One thousand percent. Okay, and then one more question that I want to ask you in regards to that too, because I'm going to keep going through these little tip things. Handle forward or handle backward on a pan head? That, that is the, look, it's obvious. I'm big chested. I've always been broad chested. You got muscles. It, it doesn't matter whether I'm in shape, out of shape, whatever I am, I, I still fit behind a tripod not good, right? So, like for instance, like the old Jim Whitehead, I always felt like I was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. and I just swung it around to the other side, and I thought, man, I, I can, I can, 
you know, if the tripod trundles here and I can set my hand, I can literally work that thing back and forth with just the middle amount of movement. I've got a little bit of downward pressure on the tripod and, and literally I can kind of feather that back and forth. And, and I like, typically I like the handle that I've, I've 45'd it and 45'd it down. Yep, I like that angle as well. So I can kind and, of grab it. Something and, like and, but I want it in the middle so that I can, I can either, you know, go left to right. I, it, it, that's just comfortable to me. Yep. Um, yeah, I get it. It's a fulcrum point. It works when you have it, you know, but some guys will like angle that thing out way out to the side. I just have always felt really comfortable with it out front. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, for me, it's, it's the handle out front. Yeah, we, t- we touched on it before, but give me your just quick opinion on, on ball heads versus fluid heads. Just um, give me a one-minute pitch. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like a fluid head. I, I, I like the, the fluidity and the butter smooth being able to, you know, like I call it figure eights. If I'm just glassing and I'm, you know, glassing a big, you know, a ridge or something, I just like being able to, to smooth and go hit the spots I want to hit. And if at any moment I go, man, I need to study that, and I, I let go. Yeah, it stays there. I, I, I want my tripod to st- my head to stick right there. Well, right? Some of the some of the ball so, heads all could move around on it because you have to keep them kind of loose. Yeah, I, the, typically speaking, they just don't have as much now. Certain use you cases. can spend a boatload of money, and the more money you spend, some of those are going to do that. But they're typically much larger and and bigger. And again, this is like a tomato tomato thing. I just think that that pan heads are conducive and fluid heads are conducive to to smooth glassing and are more effective doing it. I know there's guys that use ball heads and they've done it successfully. Mm-hmm. I just I've used a bunch. Yep. I'm not going to say I've used them all. I've used a bunch of them and I will tell you that the 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 when you feather in the the um you know the the vertical part of that. I, it, it most of them just don't have the thread, you know, pitch, and the the, the number of threads to do it smoothly. Yep. And uh, you know, it, I, yeah, they're just not my favorite. Yeah, you're saving a little bit now, of weight for the most part. Also, again, we've talked about this a little bit more. It's coming, but it gets into that whole. Well, okay, I want to shoot from it. And there's got look. I, I'm not. A, I'm. I, I've been to the PRS matches and the NRL deals, and I, I love them. And what those guys do is, is I mean, that's like a craft. Yep. But I, I think that there's tripods that are geared more from that's a shooting tripod that I glass from, versus where I where my, my you know my focus is. I want a glassing tripod that I shoot from occasionally. That's a good analogy right there. I really like that. So that that to me. There's differences, and it, and it comes, you know, like if you're a 12-pound, you know, rifle and you're going to lock it out and have it just sitting there and you're going to be looking, hey, that, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I like shooting forks. I like to lay the, the gun in there. I, I can ram it forward and, and, and change the height, and I can make difference in pitches just real quick off a pan head. It, it to me again, it's just a personal preference, and I, I, I think those things, you know, I think they work. Mm-hmm. So let's say you and I are going to go glass. Okay. We sit down. You put out your tripod. Mm-hmm. Put your binos on it. 
what's your next tip for how are you going to try to look at that mountain well, to try to find animals? Okay, two, two, so twofold. If, are you? If uh, we're hunting as a team. Yep. And some people go, man, do you actually really think about this? And, and the truth of it is, yes, I do. But if we're sneaking into a place that, and I, and I say truly getting into a place that, you know, there's no, no noise, there's no other yeah. people in, and you're really trying to, you know, be quiet, you and I have probably already had the discussion that, look, when we, when we top through this and we, we, we're going to go over the top and we're, gonna, we're not going to hang out up here, yep. we're going go to the, we're gonna get off the edge, we're going to left or right across the saddle and move into a, you know, get, you know, the best glassing scenario you can, shade, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And it, at that moment, while you're pulling all your gear out, I may sit down real quick and I'm just looking at the exit spots. Right. So you're, I'm you're, you're the, basically I'm looking at the fast escape routes that I that maybe I have my eights or tens or whatever. Nine more with the I'm tripod just, yet. I'm glassing just to make sure that nothing's leaving before I, I we get settled. Yep, that's that's a really good tip. So yeah, I, I my old hunting partner and I that, that there was no doubt what we were doing when we when we edged over into yep. a canyon. You're always on this. You're always on the same page, like you said that. So one guy is getting literally getting all his other gear, getting his tripod the, out. The, that's and as while much, he's doing that, you're covering it, it watching it's, everything. It's as much that as it is a safety thing with rifles and everything else. You know, like my proudest moment, like you know when you when you're hunting with buddies is when you go down and go into like a ditch or whatever, the guy that's in the back, his rifle goes out this way. The guy that's in the middle of the side rifle goes this way. And the guy in the front, the rifle's out the front and nobody said a word. Yeah. That the, those, those are those kind of things that we've already discussed. Yep. And those are those things that when you hunt with people so long, you, you just know each other. Mm -hmm. And I, I would just tell you that, that we've had those discussions many a times about how to ease into a basin or whatever yeah. we're doing. And and you just be methodical about it. Yeah, and I always like to talk to people too before I'm going to get into a spot. Like, all right, we're going to get to you know that rock or that bush, and we're going to you're going to sit down. Yeah, there's no standing up. Right, dilly dallying around. I'm going to take my backpack off. Wow, this looks like a good country. If we're going to glass, you're literally getting in for one purpose. That is the glass. Well, you have to already communicate. Get there, sit down. You ever you have the take guy that has the Velcro? Oh gosh, like, yeah. dude. Like, okay, open all your Velcro stuff back here. Yeah, like so just noisy. like muffle it. Things are cold. Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, but that's the thing is, is you, you, you're sitting down. One guy's looking at all the. Yep. You got to look at the, the big stuff. Right why away. that guy's getting everything set. Yep. And when you feel like you've kind of, you know, you've kind of figured that out and there's nothing leaving that. Well, and all of a sudden, whoa, you see a buck that, or, you know, see something that's walking off. Mm -hmm. You, you're, you're walking your buddy into it on the big yep. glass when he's got it set up and on his glass. Now he's got it and he's got control and he's going to not take his eyes off that until I get set up. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're going to keep looking around. And I, I think that that's when you talk like that and you, you get methodical and you, um, you know, th these are things that I've learned from really, really good hunters. And I think that that's the way you attack, you know, those kind of scenarios. And people always talk about, you know, being tactical or sneaky or, mm -hmm. you know, like you were, you know, in a war game, but it's, it's hunting. Yep. And, but some of those things apply. So, so let's say, let's say that scenario, like you just said, like your friend's getting his gear out, you have your binos out, not on a tripod yet. And you're looking at those escape routes, you spot a buck. Mm -hmm. How are you, what is your strategies? 
for describing that buck's location because sometimes it can be hectic. Like, oh yeah, oh, it's right by that, right by that tree. Always, Can't you always, see that? Always. How do you walk them through that to try to 100% find one hundred percent? You're, and, and this is why, like, you're taking those big looks, and and sometimes you might back off the glass and go, okay, what's the most prominent thing that I can I can describe to him that 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 buck, where's the center of the clock? Mm-hmm. And if I say, okay, see the big boulder with the white blah, blah, blah. Yeah, trying to find it, some feature. Yeah, find a feature. That's your center of the clock. Okay, the deer's at, you know, at 11 o'clock from that, you know, just past the, the next big boulder outcropping. Yeah. So you're always using a form of reference. Mm-hmm. I like the clock, you know, reference, and it's all about finding the center of the clock. And from there, you can use the hands of time, and it it. I, it, it I, for me personally, it it really slows the or it speeds things up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, man, there's been times e- either talking to somebody on radio or on a phone or whatever, and you're just like, okay, stop, just stop talking. Do you see this? Do you see that's the center of the clock? We're going center of the clock. Are, you, are we on the same page? Yep. Describe the. <laughs> Yeah, find that defining feature first. Describe that feature to me again and make sure we're looking at the same. So now you can reference that and then go from there. But I love the one the guys, you see the prickly pear? And you're thinking to yourself, the entire mountain is prickly pear. Yeah, you know where it's at. Come on, like help a guy out. Yeah, because like you could get really excited. Like what if you already said, like it's a giant buck. but, But I think even having those discussions as friends or whatever beforehand, say, look, I mean, these are important things because... You know, sometimes those deer are not going to hang out very long. Yeah. And if, you know, depending on who's shooting, who's got the tag, I mean, if you want to see the deer, like, you'll listen. But um, I just always love when guys use these random, you know, like, you know, guys calling it a cut. Yeah. You know, like, okay, stop. In that little fold like, up there, there's rocks. It, yeah, and- like, okay, stop. Like, you know let's break the mountain up here and you just have to be on the same page on the same page is key because you want to have that same language between you and your hunting partner so that when he finds an animal first it's beneficial if he can kind of describe that same situation how you're describing it so you're on the same team together so that was a point i wanted to bring up is like how do you guys reference that the next thing let's say we've been sitting there for you know 30 minutes we've already looked at escape routes we've already looked at close range far range stuff how are you personally starting to break down that mountain to find an animal with your binos mounted on um, a tripod. You know, this question comes up a lot and I think it it you know you hear the word gridding, gridding or yep. patterning or like, you know you take like the uh, camera guys the rule of thirds. Uh, I I typically tend to glass a mountain like I read a book, right? Okay. I typically read from the top down. And, and you know that I don't know. I mean I, I remember used to reading articles about coos deer years and years ago. Oh, the top third. Well, it's not always the top third because I've seen as many big bucks in the bottom as I have the top. So, yeah. so you're giving know, kind of equal like, weight to the but, grid. But I, I just, I typically let the terrain mm-hmm. um, dictate that. And let's say you're in a place that has many different faces and, and depths, right? I will typically break bowls up or, you know, like... I'll let a ridge line dictate. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna glass this, and these fingers coming off of here, yep. and then I'm gonna take that bowl and glass that there, and then it it just kind of depends on depends on the terrain for it, sure. It just full on depends on the terrain, and you're just gonna let it dictate itself. Um, 
the one that comes up often is is like, do you you know some guys? Blood, blood. I do don't normally down? glass vertically unless I'm in timber where the like where, where the holes are are in verticals. So there's a place that you know I can think of back home that it's so steep, but yet there's ponderosa growing in it, right? Mm-hmm. And so everything is linear up and down. And for me personally, like you would have to, you would have to stair step left, down, left, down, left, like all the way. And really when I can literally kind of walk it down. Yeah. And and, and again, it's just about whatever the terrain dictates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of those things are personal. Um, I would never tell a guy like, oh, you're doing this wrong as long as you're being slow about it and methodical and if you're like i always think about like when you've got like a ridge and then you've got a couple ridges behind it that you can still see well just take the ridge yeah but let's say you can see them all in one field of view well i don't really have to use and move my glass at all mm-hmm. like i'm going to look at everything and i'm going to go okay i'm going to look at this ridge first and then i i can see the outline of that ridge and then I mean, you're using that glass for the depth of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, there's really no right or wrong way based on what you're there, saying. There really but isn't, but I, but again, slow I, methodical, I, I, slow methodical, and I let I let the 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 terrain dictate how I'm doing that. Yeah, I've told you before how I've I've switched up my gridding, right? I don't remind me because I. Uh, so my my strategy was so it happened around the same time, but my. I was watching a bunch of like, you know, I take inspiration from other people. So like, you know, military snipers or just military people mm-hmm. in general trying to find objects out there that they're looking at that's going to be dangerous or, you know, impacting their daily duties. Right. And uh, my dad sent me a video once that these guys were talking about it. And it makes sense to me when I think about it. And I want to hear maybe your opinion on it fully. So like you said, you naturally read left to right. Mm-hmm. We're very used to that. So much that sometimes we might just be casually looking left to right. Where if you switch your brain up and you go right oh, to we, okay, right, we, right to yeah, left to right. slow it down. Yep. So I've, I've been starting to go sure. r- right to left. You're almost making yourself uncomfortable. I'm making myself uncomfortable. You're cause concentrating because now you got you got to think I about think. doing and that. And so when I do okay. that, when I do that, it's making me slow down even more. So so what I would tell you is is that first of all, I think that's awesome. Okay. Just a different strategy. Because whatever your brain ticks different than mine, yep. and I've got buddies that literally you got, I mean, you might as well just tie a weight to them to get them to stop fidgeting or whatever. Yeah. And so if you've got kids, if you've got somebody that, that really just has to force himself to do that, I think any of those little, I'll call them tricks, mm-hmm. but really that's just a like, you know, that's a good method. And, and if that if that makes you a better glasser, especially when you're slowing down and you think you might be going too fast, yep. you know, and, and I think a classic sign of that is, is that when, when your buddy goes, hey, there's a deer right there and you just looked at that like three seconds ago. Yeah, and you should have saw it. A lot of times that's like a, I mean, it wasn't like the deer, I mean, like yeah, was in a bush. Yeah. It just means that you're, you're going faster than your eyes are. Are, mm-hmm. are taking time to recognize shapes, objects, whatever. Yep. And so I think, th- I, I think that's fantastic. I think it's awesome. Do you overlap when you're glassing? Like, all right, you're going from right to left Generally, with the optics, and then you, when you, if, if you drop down, you're going to overlap that almost spot. Almost always. I would tell you that there's some overlap. I, yeah. I think that 
you know, because of the optics I'm using and everything, you know, everything is so crisp, the edges that maybe those overlaps are, 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 you know, minimized. Um, but, but I definitely, there, there definitely is some overlap for sure. Do you grid with your spotter? <clears throat> um, or are you mainly using the spotter for 100%? I don't use my spotter very often for glassing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what you're asking me yep. right there. Is, kind of asking is if the you truth use it. of it is, is that I think that spotting scopes are highly inefficient and they have a very narrow field of view. Yeah, I know you can turn them all the way down, but that's like, even if you go down to 20, that's still, you know, a lot uh, less field of view than a 15 or yeah. 12 or whatever. So again, distance is a factor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do I pull my spotter and look at a high you know, you know those places you look at and go, oh, yeah. man, I'm extreme long it. distance glassing. Man, I'm gonna see something right there, and you look at it like every time you go there. Yep. I, I, I yes, I do look at certain pieces of country, but in general, I am not gridding with my spotter now, unless I know for a fact that we watched a buck walk in, and I, I mean, I am tearing every nook, cranny, shade spot anything in an area mm-hmm. but it's typically a much smaller area yeah I, I like to take my grids and yeah. make them smaller well, yes so the, there are moments but again if you look at the the, the timing of the day I, I would tell you that if i'm using my my spotter 15 percent of the day that's probably a lot mm-hmm. like that's probably a target rich day and like yeah. things were really good yeah, and I'll go back and say like, because I, I I glass my spotter quite a bit, but I'm never like you said earlier that field of view is so less. I'm never glassing with my spotter during prime time. Yeah, during that morning yeah. and evening. That's when I need that bigger field of view. I need to spot animals middle cool. of the day. If I'm yep. really trying to find some animals, I you know I don't want to go back to camp. I don't want to take a nap. I really want to work hard and hunt every single day throughout all the hours. So I will sit there and grid with my spotting scope. At further distances, maybe try to pick apart some of that stuff in the shadows. If I have a big yep. mountain range, a bunch of shadows, I'll start gridding a little bit. But I just wanted to know your well, thoughts. Well, that's like that. if you, if you, you know, like I was talking to a guy the other day that, you know, he kind of had a scenario where he was, you know, in the hills, but they were wooded. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm not telling you not to glass that way. I'm just saying, you know, when you come out west, this is how you do it. But I'm like, here's how I think you could make it work for you if you were back home and, and you had you know, how many acre field or whatever, you're looking across a, a long tree line. If that spotting scope allows you to look, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 yards into the timber, why would you not do that? No. So I'm not saying not ever to do those things, but it it, it comes down to the, 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 again, the terrain, and it comes down to the scenario of what, what optic is going to help you do that particular piece of gear. And, and so, you know, again... It comes back to the tripod deal. The what we're talking about doing. It, when you start gridding and you, you and, and that guy had his tree line all the way over there, and he knows that at some point something's going to break out of there. You know, you could you could I mean you could basically set your tripod. This is the fact that you're going to watch that tree line back and forth if you were going to. Yeah, you can really hone it. You in. know, and you can and you can make that really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just depends on the hunting scenarios and, and that whatever that person's doing and, and the country they're hunting in. Yeah. I, w- I want to jump back to tripod selection really quickly again. We've covered this before, but I think it's a very valuable thing. What are your thoughts on you know tripods that as you get lower in the legs, you're going to get thinner mm-hmm. 
and then people who use that thin leg all the time when they're adjusting it like just walk well, me through it, how you adjust well, well, mainly for, adjust your tripod first like, of all it's my biggest pet peeve is when you're you know if you're using a tripod and again i know for the youtube guys they'll see this but the the i'm always thinking about if i can get this tripod to come down you know like that far and, and if yeah. that allows me to and so you what, you're, see, what, you're, what right? you're doing is you're using the thicker, thicker leg first. Using the thicker leg first, right? Now if I go like this and I go use the thinner leg first and I have to drop it down further, I, I just think that's backwards. No, yeah, because it's going to add. And, you know, some guys will tell me no. And, and, but I think that, that the reason that, you know, that this Tricer tripod is going to make such an interesting splash is because it's the legs are inverted and, and it's very yeah. crazy when I actually oh, saw that in person. Oh yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, it's different because yeah. the what I like about it is is that when you need to make an adjustment now, everything is right around your thumbs. Mm -hmm. You can do it real close. You don't have to go all the way down to the bottom and try to do that. And so, I, I think that that tripod, it is a perfect explanation of like you want to use your thickest leg, you know, first. Yep. Now it and always then, has the thickest leg. And now, first. you know, when you twist that, you're going to go up and see, so you could do this way, but oops, the actual way to do it, the now. actual way to do it is to do it like this. So now you have a thicker leg. Yeah. So it's inverted. And you just, you just invert that until it's, it, yeah. until you get the desired height. But I think you're, you're, I just think that I've seen guys like extend their tripods to where like maybe they're sitting on a stool and they have the, the 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 long the longest leg is their weakest leg yeah and i just think that that i again i just think that it's the wrong way to do it so do you prefer tripods then that have less legs um so and what you're saying is, is and so everybody knows what we're talking about like most legs that either have five leg lengths mm -hmm. per leg or four leg lengths per leg yep or three leg lengths per leg, mm -hmm. right? So, um, me perfect, me me personally, if I could have them, I'll have three. Mm -hmm. So three leg lengths, which means you have two knobs. Two knobs. So that works best for me. It's what I like. Um, but the acceptable and the most common right now is is, is four, really. Yeah. And, and basically, what you're getting at with the leg lengths, and I'm glad you clarified my answer before, because when I said. With less so if legs, you have, tri if, tri you have five, if you have five lengths per leg, you have four knobs. Yep. If you have, if you have, uh, I'm sorry, four leg lengths, you have three knobs. And if you have three leg lengths, you have two knobs. Yep. And, and basically, if you have more leg lengths, sometimes that means the tripod is more compact. Compact. Compact correct. when it's the, like the, in your yeah. when your backpack. The, the fully more leg, excuse me, the more leg lengths. The more compact the leg, yeah, because it's all kind of hidden in, in inside each other. Correct. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's um. I mean, there's there's a lot of things I, to think about. Well, well th there is, and you know, some guys are so frustrated that they, you know, they're like, "Oh, I don't understand." I'm like, "Look, you know, reach out to buddies that are doing it. Reach out to to trusted sources." Mm -hmm. That's why I take as many phone calls as I do is I try to help people walk them through these things. And some guys are like, oh, I finally get it. Like, I, now I understand why. Okay, I get it. Yep. Well, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, like the, a guy the other day was like, well, he's like, I want to do this. I want to do that. So we set up a tripod 
and and it was in a in a uh, 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 a, a window mount. I'm like, well, you're gonna want to buy a second head eventually. So he goes out, he tries it, and he's taking the head off and on, sticking it. Oh, and he's like, calls me back. He's like, hey, can I buy a second head? And I'm like, yep, no problem. Yeah. And he goes, thanks for not making fun of me. And I go. No, I, I, I have to try it for yourself. I, I had to learn the same thing. Yeah, like I think it's cool too. And unless you got quick release adapters on there, it it it, it just makes it more difficult and it's time consuming. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, and by the way, wait till you take your tripod off one day and you get up to where you're wanting to go and there's no head on it because it's sitting you know in your in your truck on a window mount. Yeah. Spe- speaking of heads, then on there, what's your best strategy tip for attaching? A head on a tripod to make it so it never gets loose. Um, I, I, well, there's a couple of things really. Um, the most, the one I use probably the most is uh, Teflon tape, like plumber's tape. Okay. Um, I like it seizes up pretty good and it and it seems to hold, but I can clean it off and it, I mean it'll, it'll come off of there. Um, That's a good tip. The, I've never done that. Yeah, Teflon tape works out pretty good. You're talking about on the stud. Uh. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, put it on, yeah, this, yeah, put it on yeah. the stud yep, on yep, top yep. of the tripod. Um, so you put that on on the on the stud, and, and you don't have to gum it. Up. I mean, you don't have to be crazy or anything. Just mm-hmm. enough that it seizes up and it. Yeah, and it holds. It's, it's like basically you're working on your sink and you're yep. using the plumber's tape to basically. Yeah, just the, the, the little white quarter inch. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's typically like three bucks a roll or something yeah. like that. And then, um, if if you have to use a three eighths to quarter twenty, um like one of the little uh, 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 reducers yeah. or bushings. I like to use Loctite and put that, like I'll put that in, like in the, in the female connection. Mm-hmm. And then I'll actually then e- either plumber's tape or, you know, or Teflon tape or I'll Loctite that in there too. And when I say Loctite, I'm not talking about the, the red one, the red or, you know, I'm talking mm-hmm. about just like a blue kind of a soft, just, just enough to, to, to gum it up and, and make it stick. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that people um, probably miss the most yep. is like guys will call me and they're like, hey, the head keeps coming off. And I'm like, okay, tighten the panning down motion till it won't, yep. till it won't pan. That's what you got to do for sure. And then down. spin it on and like, you know, I always tell them like, just kind of, you know, jerk it tight real quick. But if you don't have that Teflon or something, when you go to seize it up, you know, you're just seizing it again, metal on metal, mm-hmm. which can work. And I've had heads that have never had anything on it. But over the years, I think a little Teflon tape goes a long way. Yeah, because I, I was uh, hunting with someone before, and every time they go to turn and pan, you know, right, it's like tightening it. And they go back left, it's loosening it up because nothing's well, all But then they're like, there. well, why is this so sloppy? And it's yeah. like, well, because you're you're loosening and tightening the head every time yeah, you so do every that. time you go left, it's just a little bit right. of flop. Well, and then, I mean, think about it. When you, I mean, you have these tripods and they're sitting in packs or they're, maybe you've strapped it to your quad. I mean, I mean there's all kinds of different ways yeah. that it happens, but those are vibrations. And all that movement, like, it's just parts that are, I mean, parts will come apart if they're not taken mm-hmm. care of. Yeah. So, you know, the, the object is, is like, don't, you know, don't give it any more room than it, it wants. Yeah. Do, do you want me to tell you my strategy? Please. So give me your thoughts. So I have a bunch of tools in my garage. Every now and then I walk around. I'm not up alive. I'm fairly organized, but I have a lot of just junk over the years. Okay. One time I was just going through my garage 
and you know changing my oil filter all the time in my my truck back in the day right i had these like you know oil filter wrenches i have some of that are metal all of a sudden i, okay. I was grabbing around i was like here's one that has a rubber strap on it so it's basically it's a like a, a oh. like an oil filter yeah. thing but it has a rubber strap that goes back into itself right. so i can adjust the rubber you, strap and i can right. pull it i can pull it a lot then, smaller you turn against it yep so what i do is i, okay. I, I like i said i lock that pan head down as okay. tight as i can go put it on there put that rubber wrench on there with the strap and put that on there and try to grip it on that pan head part and get to make sure you have the strap flipped the right way because it'll only go one way otherwise it's gonna make it loose and i will wrench that thing on there as tight as i can get and i will never touch it again but I, I do like uh, I, um, I don't put any Teflon or plumber's tape on, on there. On the bigger heads, like you'll laugh. I have a. Uh, I guess he's. I guess he would be my. He's my brother's brother-in-law. I mean, but I don't know. Formally, I call him Uncle Bill, but he. I mean, he's not a hunter or anything. But mm -hmm. he's a, like he's got tools. So unfortunately, like I think he was his brother Eddie that died, and he had all these tools. And so I have this giant wrench that I will, I, I, I literally, I, I've, I have um, uh, uh, a patch of, uh, of leather. Oh, he put that on there, not scarred up. And I just, I mean. Yeah, that's another good one too. I, and that, it wrenches down on it so good and I've never had, I've you, never had a problem. Because the reason I use that little rubber tool thing, which my dad and brother, if they're listening to this, are probably going to make fun of me because they probably know exactly what that part is called. They're like, Brady, you're an idiot. Like, it's called this. <laughs> I'm like a rubber yeah. oil filter thing. I, but I, like, I don't know. Yeah, if you, use, if you use a pair of vice grips on there, you're going to be asking for trouble because you're going to scar everything <laughs> up. So like you said, like use something like a little bit of leather if you have a big pipe wrench or whatever to try yeah. to do it. But like, now I really want to go home and like take a bunch of my tripods <laughs> apart with the heads and use some plumber's tape. That always makes me want to quote the movie, Mr. Mom. He says, hey, did you use 220 on that? No, 220, 221. Yeah. <laughs> he has no clue what he's talking no, no about. Clue. Hey, what, whatever. Whatever yeah. makes it work. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think like putting all those parts together in the correct way is very important. And I do enjoy to use some of these tripods that on the top of their flat plate underneath it, they always right. have that set screw. Yeah, if, if there's a set screw underneath, it, you know, I, I think guys get just, they get excited. They're just like, oh, everything's together. And then they get out there and, you know, it's shaking around and it just wants to come apart. I just tell guys like, hey, be methodical. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Tighten everything down. Tighten everything down. And, oh, and by the way, use the manual. There, there's typically a manual with all of these. How many people actually think of read a tripod <sighs> manual? Nobody. Nobody. But it's a really good thing to Nobody. Look. But, you know, like that's I, I'm good at telling people how to tighten yeah. those things up. Yeah, so all that stuff I think is really good and valuable because like, yeah, when things get loose or things happen, and that's where it's really good to know like everything's dialed because I know you know you're sitting there glassing, like I got a little bit of vibration or a little bit of play in something, like, oh yeah, it's just a center column. I can realize right. you didn't adjust the center column one really tight. Yep. It's like all those little things, once you start knowing exactly the ins and outs of your tripod, how to adjust the legs, how to adjust the angles. Well, and they all have basic maintenance that needs to be done to them. Mm -hmm. Clean them up. Dust them off once in a while, extend them. Take the air compressor out. Air compressor, blow the legs out, blow the joints out. You know, just, you know, I mean, and of course, like if you, you know, the Jay Scott rule where the same tripod, he's, I think he's had this, one of his slick tripods. It's one of the old, I believe it's the 724. I think it's going on 15 or it might be 20 years now. Yeah. And I don't think any of that's ever been done to it. And it still works perfectly fine. Yeah. But 
I just think that the, you know eventually. I mean, you, you, if you take care of your gear and you tighten the bolts where they need to be tightened and where they need to be maintenance, I just think that over time that serves you best and it and it helps you. Yeah, like even the a legs, little preventative maintenance, even the legs themselves, because I have a lot of tripods that I've you know probably like Jay's, like you beat the crap out of them and now the Absolutely. legs are really loose. You pick it up, the leg wants to flop out left or right. Like giraffe legs. Yeah. Giraffe <laughs> legs? Where'd you come up? Where'd you come well, up with that? That's what you call it when you hold the tripod up and the legs slap it's together. Like giraffe, it's legs. giraffe legs. It's just baby giraffe. This, is, just, this it, is why you are the glassing guru. When giraffe legs. Uh, when you've worked a counter and you have people bring tripods into you giraffe that legs. have every substance known to man stuck to it on it and they've never tightened anything up or they've never done anything to it. Yeah. You would be amazed in what you see. Yeah, like 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 fixing giraffe legs, just taking your Allen wrenches out and yeah. tighten those up after some hunts. Just, do a little bit of just once in a while. Yeah. Just once in a while, but um, yeah, tripods, Brady. I, I, I mean, I can't explain enough. I just think that they're they're. I, I I can't I can't explain how many calls a week. That guys are like, okay, tell me about this tripod thing. And it happens over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And and I, again, this is you're glassing. You're glassing for longer periods of time. You're you're using your glass to study the terrain. And if if people would give that, you know, a walkthrough, I, I just know that it becomes one of the most important parts of their entire you know gear list. Yep. And I remember the first time that I said that in a seminar. I would rather forget my, you know, my, my rifle or my bow than I would my, my optics and tripod. And somebody was just like, no way. And I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, I want, I want to shoot. Yeah, I want to harvest. Yeah, I want to. But you can kill still collect the data. You can still but find I'm an like, animal. I could go fumble around, but I'd rather sit back, glass them, watch them, see what they're doing, and go back in there tomorrow and hammer them. Yeah. And and maybe have a better idea what I'm doing with them. And, you know, maybe sometimes I'm not as aggressive that way. And sometimes I I maybe, you know, enjoy that part of it too much. But there's no doubt that my favorite thing to do is find them, watch them, study them learn them mm -hmm. and just you know be be out there looking at them yep and if i get to harvest one that's just that's gravy icing on the cake yeah one more thing before we sure. before we wrap up i know you probably get this question a lot i got a slick tripod yep love it yep do I have to use the same brand head as the tripod or can no, I put, can I put a Siru head that's on, the, on a tripod? The, the, or that's the beauty of it is that all these Revic. tripods, they, they either have, well, most of them have three eights. Mm -hmm. Most heads have three eights, uh, uh, female threads and th most all of them go together. Okay. Yep. You will get once in a while, like, um, like the, um, there was some old Vortex that, that uh, well, some of the, even the new Vortex have quarters. And that's why, you know, that Manfrotto uh, 3 eighths to quarter 20. Yep. Um, uh, we sell a pack of five for like, I don't know, like yeah, 14 bucks or whatever it is. Um, it's 12.95 or, you know, something like that. But when you do that, 
you can put those th- threads on there or read your manual because a lot of your tripods you can flip that's what's hoping you can get unlet, you can un- undo the um the top of the center post and a lot of them will undo the set screw and then screw them loose and it, and it allows you to unscrew the 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 thread that you know the thread it, and, and mm-hmm. you'll notice that, like there's a thread then there's like a um a uh, a hex head in there yep. you lift that up flip it over and set it back down and screw it back in and it works perfectly yep so you can interchange brands so you can very interchange easily. brands almost Sizes, no problem it, occasionally you'll find one that that you got to do a little bit of uh, you know engineering mm-hmm. um but most of them now you know, are, are, are pretty much made to be compatible. Which is really great. Because I think sometimes people forget that, yeah, you buy one brand of legs. Yeah, if you, you can like, buy what You can buy whatever. I mean, look, there's there's value in the kits. Yeah. We sell a ton of kits, and I think there's value in them, and I think that it makes people's decision-making process easier. But the fact of the kits, um, Arcus was plating, you know, all, all of that, I, I think that there's there's, that just makes things easier for people. And the more we get into the Arca Swiss, the better off it is for everybody. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are, are, you know, either have switched or are switching. And it's, it's, it's kind of long overdue. Yeah. So, you know. Um, I remember I, back in the day switching plates constantly and it was an absolute pain. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're ever hunting with guys, they're taking their Allen wrench. Everybody's got different stuff. Oof. It's like, oh, this is just a nightmare. Just get you and your buddies on the same yep. system. Go Arca 100%. Swiss. One hundred percent. And, it, it and it's there. so easy to do now with Arca Swiss, and yep. you can buy Arca Swiss adapters that you can you can put them on your non Arca Swiss heads mm-hmm. and leave them and use that and 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 share optics back and forth. Yep. Piece of cake. So in summary. Tripods are everything. They're essential. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, wh- why would you not use them? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not for everything, but when you come out west or you're glassing big country long periods of time, they're lifesavers. They're, they're, I, I think that it's the thing that most exponentially changes someone's outcome of a hunt, and it, and it, it, it does it like you got to be there. Mm-hmm. Your eyes put behind the glass. You got to be there, and it works. Yep, it's proven. And another summary: There's no perfect tripod, in a sense, unless you're doing one no, cer- I, one I, certain I, hunt. I mean, every I, hunt I think that there's tripods that do a lot of different functions, but I think at the end of the day, like I said, if if you catch me with with one tripod, that would be horrifically rare. But generally speaking, in, the, in my truck, I, I will, you know, when I leave the house for a glassing session or, a, you know, just, you know, just trying to catch up or just maybe I'm just going to go not do anything and just not think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> generally speaking, I'll have two. Yep. Because there's always different so, things. One for the pack, one for the heavy stuff. Yep. And it's just easy that way. Mm-hmm. And they all have the same heads. You know, I make sure the night before that everything's lined out. Everything's got the... I don't have to spend time, you know, going back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, switching out plates or anything like that. And it, 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 you know, it's, it's hard sometimes because, you know, there's things like, you know, like everybody laughs at the, the, uh, you know, like the, the, uh, the plates or the, uh, the, the, 
uh, universal tripod adapters or the, oh, yeah. the Stabilite from Leica or you know the, the UTA from Swarovski. But that's why those are so nice is because when I'm testing optics, mm-hmm. I don't have to put studs in everything to test them. Like, I literally can just strap it all, you know, strap the bino in and, and I can glass with it and I can pull it out. I can even set binos on top of it. So there's a lot of different ways to do things. And I think guys just need to, to be open to, to certain ways. And, and, you know, there's some really cool stuff out there. There's some great gear out there. And, you know, we're, we're continually, you know, there's, um, you know, I know we're going to talk about newer, you know, this is the new Tricer AD. This is the, the Asiac tripod um, that's being released. And, and the, 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 all these things are coming. And there's, uh, there's a, another company that we're looking at and there's another company that I've been contacted by that, you know, I've been working with them for a while and they've got a whole tripod and system now um, and we're working on that. So, you know, I know I'm going to get phone calls on this, but just give it some time and, you're, you, and we're going to announce it. And it should, you know, if everything goes the way it should be, we're going to add it probably at least another two brands to the to the to the lineup. And. And we've already got 11, I think that, that'll make it 11 or 12 brands. That, that's what like we talked about earlier, like I feel so amazing. Like you look at a tripod selection, you're like, wow, that's a lot of tripods. Yeah. But like there is a use case for every single one of those tripods for someone's yep. specific hunt and they will all excel on a hunt. Well, I mean, it goes back to the, you know, you look at the Manfrotto 290s, mm-hmm. right? The 290 extra aluminum. What most people don't realize is, is that's the, almost identical same design that i've got that actually have different names on them <laughs> but if you look at the tripods they're they're identical yeah and and so th- that goes back 20 years mm-hmm. so um unfortunately again like when my dad died i i i got one of those manfrotto tripods back mm-hmm. it, it's 20 years old yeah and it and and it's it's as good as the day that he bought it. Yep. And so you know you got you got Manfrotto, Slick, um, so you got the Gitzo, the Sarovskis, the you know um, uh, the Vortexes, um, the Sue Rays. You know, I mean, you've got Loopholds. Uh, I, I mean, Asiac Tricers. I mean, we're we're hammering them all. Yeah, we have a lot, and we're having some fun with it, and. You know, I think that there's pretty much anything out there for everybody. And there's so many, like you touched on earlier, so many cool different yeah. attachments you can put on top of your heads between the, you know, yep. rifle little saddles. Cameras, uh, uh, shooting saddles. Yeah, little triclops. Shooting vices. Triclops is awesome. Um, you know, what Cade has done with that, that, you know, he and I, I, I used to not like it. And then I got, you know, my kids got of age and I'm like, this is great. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you just change focus and you change opinions and you grow a little bit and you learn a little bit. But, um, man, we sell a boatload of those and, and, and that works perfectly fine on a tripod. Yep. So um, shooting forks, I mean, we're working on those right now. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are cool that are coming. So the summary, again, another summary. Don't forget your tripod. Don't forget your tripod and optics. Yep. Get a tripod. So if you don't have one, Cody's, yeah. Cody is literally the man. I mean, I'll try to tap into You can brain use a tripod when you don't have a single branch of shade or cover. I have been known to. Oh, put a piece of clothing? 
well, just widen it out, lower it, yeah. and I'll take my parka and wrap it around and, and, and snap a few buttons and make a makeshift shade deal just to just to get a you know a 20-minute nap in or something. Oh, yeah. Neville um, and I did that on one of our hunts. Yeah, it was kind of hilarious. You know, I mean, there's there's all... Uh, when, uh, God, this was 19... Let's see, that was 2005. I had a ruptured quad tendon in the backcountry. And my brother and I were hunting, and um, I don't know what it was, but um, he went to stalk a little buck, and... There was a storm coming in and the, the lightning and thunder went and the buck spooked. And so, you know, he, he whistled at me from across the, the deal and, and, and I, I grabbed his pack. I walked to the bottom and I, I, I blew out my, my knee. I literally 98% tear ruptured my knee. And we're a mile and a half in. Not a big deal, but mm. when you when you can't use your thigh, that's yeah. a fairly big deal. Yep. And then the train we were in, fairly big deal. So um, we lengthened my tripod, and I I lengthened the the um, the the uh, the center post just enough. I had a, a a fist grip, and we lengthened them all out. And we took um, my brother had some of those. Uh, uh, those those dual Velcro like straps, yep. and we taped the legs real quick together. And because I didn't have a, uh, 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 we didn't, we really weren't using shooting deals at that time, or I wasn't using the walking stick at that time. But, um, but I literally took that try, and I just, I he put my backpack on front ways and put his on mm-hmm. this way. And I held on to this deal, and he and I walked out like this. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, and we it's all we, sorts of use and cases. And it was—I mean, it started raining. It was getting muddy, and I mean, the, the hole that we had to crawl out of was not exactly the funnest place to be in. <clears throat> and um, you know, it just is what it is. But surgeries later, and we're we're good as new. We're good now. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time as always, Cody. Yeah. I mean, it's it's seven o'clock right now, PM. Probably Are we wrap. that late? Yeah, we should probably wrap her hey, up. Hey, what happened to what? What happened know, to gonna, an, gonna, an hour? We're going to try to keep her to an hour. So yeah, we're no, we're long winded. But how can people uh, get a hold of you to ask you optics oh, questions, tripod questions? Uh, optics at gohunt.com. Seven zero two eight four seven eight seven four seven is the um, uh, is the uh, the the main phone line. Um, you know the uh, you can always email me at cody at gohunt.com. I I take emails there too. Um, the, uh, and you know, always the YouTube channel. Yeah. We have a ton subscribe, of, op- ton of optics videos subscribe there. To the YouTube channel, ask questions there. Um, the, the you know, I, I don't always monitor those, but they get them to me and I yeah. answer them. So, um, you're not getting an answer from somebody else. You're getting an answer from me, uh, especially, I mean, on the optics questions for sure. Um, but yeah, those are the, that's the best ways to get a hold of me. All right, I appreciate you, boss. We got yeah, a bunch more you so uh, optics much. videos we're going to be recording. No, we got a full day plan tomorrow, brother. Yeah, so stay tuned for some more optics Absolutely. videos with Cody. Thank you for the and opportunity. We got some new products we're going to talk about. So appreciate you, boss. Yeah, thank you. Sir.